We're on the Cannon Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio. Mike O'Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk 2021 Lions football. Hello, Mike O'Hare from DetroitLions.com. Hello, Ken Brown. How are you? How are you doing? We had a week off here. It's going to be nice today. Well, it's a new year, new league year coming up. I think I will be nicer. People are getting their shots now, so things are trying to get back to normal. So I'll be nice to start, but, you know, at any time, I could turn it up. So anyway, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I had my second COVID shot on Friday. Today is Tuesday, and I feel fine. No side effects. Good. I know that disappoints you, but I'm doing fine. That third arm you have has always been there, right? (laughs) Well, (laughs) I scratch my back, and I scratch my back, too. That's right. (laughs) Well, the reason we're here, and I, I, from people's standpoint, I want you to know that we probably won't be doing these every week from this point on. We'll do them as things happen. And I didn't plan on doing one this week, but evidently things have happened. A few things have happened, and we'll do the podcast today because uh, Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes talked this morning on a conference call, a Zoom calls with the media. And I think there were a few things we could get out of it, a few things that need to get out. And also um, there's a couple of issues coming up with the franchise tagging, and there's going to be some player cuts. And I'm assuming from this conference this morning, Mike, I don't know if you got that out, that maybe by the time this podcast is up, some of this stuff will be uh, – will be clearer because he kind of said, I don't know if he said this week or today. I can I don't remember right now. But well, he said this stuff imminent. is coming. Something yeah, it's like coming. That. It's so, coming soon. Coming soon. I think, that was, I think that was Dan Campbell, the head coach, right. who said that. Yes. So things will be happening. There will be because we're going to talk about some expenditures the Lions might have and some things they can't do. But first off, I just want to talk about uh, your impressions first. Let's go with Dan Campbell first, who uh, he's in full – I would tell you right now, on his worst day, he can't look worse than Patricia did on his best. I mean, this guy looks like a head coach, man. I just from the look at him when he comes out, before he even he, says he, a word, he just looks like a head, he looks like a head coach in off season. You know what I mean? He looks like a guy who enjoyed playing football, and now he enjoys coaching, and he enjoys leading men. That's he. That's what he reminds me of. A guy who just he likes the whole thing. You know, there's certain guys who play football or play sports, that's just whatever sport it is. They like the money, they like the fame. And there are other guys who just like the whole thing and they like the locker room, they like the bus rides to the airport. They like the hard stuff. They like, you know, they like it all. They like slamming into people. They just love the game. And I think Dan Campbell's one of those guys. And the way he talks, you know what? Is he polished? Not really, but you know what he is? He's authentic. I was gonna say that he myself. Is. He's a genuine yeah. guy. He's a, he's I don't genuine, know if he's, he's going to make it. I can't sit here and say that today for sure if he's going to make it because, like I said, I've been wrong about coaches before. I've been right about coaches before. But I do know one thing. I believe he believes what he's saying. And that's that, to me, that's 90% of the saying stuff. If the guy no, who he actually said it believes it. He doesn't have any catchphrases either. He really doesn't. No. He's different words. Come, now, look, this, we're, we're just scratching the surface here. You know, five months from now, we might say, well, does he keep saying the same thing over and over? But I don't see that in him. I just think what comes out of his mouth is what he thinks right. at the moment or what he's thought through or whatever. But that's it's interesting. What also struck me is that neither guy seemed to be in any hurry to end the interview. It was 22 or 23 minutes for Dan Campbell and almost 30 uh, for Brad Holmes, the general manager. They took every question and, and it would have been 35 if Burkett would ask one more question I mean geez it was like a eight question barrage there right before me so that's why I, that's why I counted <laughs> but anyway I'm just kidding Dave <laughs> just kidding Dave you're not kidding <laughs> you're, you're, you're kidding, very Dave. bitter about no, this Dave's my guy but um 
one thing he did say I like, he said that alpha male knows when to, you know, back down and let the other guy have his have his say right. on something. And he said that's the true alpha man, which I'm glad because these caveman type coaches that my way to less tackles of the world is my way to highway, military, to, that's not going to work. So I do well, see ho, things ho, in stop. it. Less That's the only one that could come up with that. Was sure we can't go back to the We probably can go back farther. For, for, for all you youngsters, <laughs> Les Steckle coached the Vikings, and he, like, put them through a military boot camp, a, a Marine boot camp, and it just didn't work. And they were 3-13. and 13. What's wrong with <laughs> it that? It just didn't work. But uh, <laughs> um, So what did you get out of him first? I'll get out of Dan Campbell. And what did you think? I'm going to ask you these three questions. What did you get out of what he said? What do you think the future with some of these veterans now, and what do you think about Kenny Galladay? Did you get out of it? Well, I think it's all it involves all three of those things. And with Galladay, I, I don't know what they're going to do. I think that I, I, my feeling is, look, what he said was these things are coming and they're coming fast, which means in, in the next week. And I think he was part of this was a question about defensive backs and salary cap and all that. And I thought possibly, not for sure, but Justin Coleman and Desmond Trufant might be players on the way out because of salary cap uh, issues related to production. And Jesse James, the tight end might be another one, another, you know, another guy. And they're just doing some quick math here after they got done talking. I think they're looking at about 15, $16 million in salary cap savings. If they, you know, if they got rid of those three guys, I shouldn't say got rid of parted ways with those three guys, the Galladay thing, I think they're looking at it at every possible angle they can uh it's probably something the salary cap that they don't want to do but the trend now seems to be with the with not you know not clarity on the salary cap the players want shorter term contracts right now so they can come back and get another bite at the apple in in two years or three years instead of five or six i didn't get that we got to have them like i don't know if you got that out of it or not but i didn't get from campbell or holmes that we gotta have Galladay. I didn't get a that we want to get rid of him, but I I didn't I just didn't get the, you know, I'm a, we're gonna do everything we can to make sure he's on the team this year. I didn't get that. Did you? Did you? No, get but they did him? say he's a number. He's a number one receiver. Yeah, they said you know. that, but they I just didn't get that. And he is. We're still negotiating. I didn't hear that, or it's gonna come down to it, or, or Galladay will be on this team this year, or you know, because they could say that easily. If, if worse comes to worse, we can franchise him. I didn't get that. I mean, so. I, no, they I, I don't no, know they what did, to say they, about that. No, they did not offer the, the salary. Uh, they, excuse me. They did not offer the uh, franchise tag as a solution or as a weapon. And it is both. It really is. You dangle that out there. I've seen it used that way. That if you don't sign, we're going to we're going to we're going to tag you. So they didn't, they didn't say any of that. So I think that what 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 uh, Brad Holmes said a couple of times is. He didn't want to get any details because of with respect to the process. So that's sort of a nice way of saying we're not going to tell you. Right. Um, I got which, is, which is what I expected, by the way. Sure. You're not going to get any, like, specific information. But I did get things I pointed out. And we'll get to Brad Holmes in a minute about things because there were definitely some things that I think were said that were not said. But with Dan Campbell's part, I just got a feeling that he's going to turn some talent away for guys he likes or he wants, you know, mentality-wise and work ethic-wise, he's going to give up some talent for those type of guys. Now, it may not be the whole team, but I just got a feeling from him saying that I will take a less talented guy if he's the right guy 
than take, you know, a talented guy that's not the right guy. And I got a feeling some of the guys on this team are not going to be his right guys. Well, that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me. Uh, and also, somebody uh, asked him a question about, you know, people, you know, players that you know, and I don't think he's as big on that as as you might be because he, what he did say is, look, all these coaches came from somewhere. They know guys too. So sometimes that's an eliminator as opposed to going out to get a guy. You know him. You know, you know his bad side. That's what he did say too. Mm-hmm. You know his downside, which, you know, which really you use as a reason not to bring the guy in. Right. One thing I he did say, and I think you wrote about yeah. this, that's just been posted on DetroitLions.com. He Deuce Staley is not the assistant head coach just to get him over here and name only, and he's really giving him a lot of stuff. <clears throat> that assistant head coaches would do. And, you know, he's trying to groom him to be a head coach. You can elaborate on that, but I found that enlightening. No, I, I, I agree with you. I think it might have been one of the reasons you got him here. You offered him that to get him here. But, you know, maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago before they changed the rules, if you wanted to poach another team's coach, for example, get their – you know, get their defensive line coach. You would give them a title, which would be, which would then serve as the promotion that allowed you to let him get out of his contract. Well, they've closed that loophole, you know, years ago. And if a player's under contract, the team can can block him from changing teams, and that's it happens a lot. It really does. In fact, it happened with Rod Marinelli one time when he had a chance to be a defensive coordinator. They wouldn't let him out of his job as a defensive line coach. I think it was in Tampa. But this is a legitimate. Uh, legitimate uh, situation for Deuce Staley. Look, he's a highly respected guy, a highly regarded guy, and and he's, he is a presence with that team. He really is. And so, you know, this is when, when Dan Campbell left Miami and was looking for a job, and he chose New England, uh, I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints because the coach there, Sean Payton, said, I will teach you how to become a head coach. I'll walk you through everything. I'll expose you to everything. And he was the assistant head coach there for five years before coming here. He is now doing that same thing with uh, with Deuce Staley. And I don't know if you call Dan, uh, 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 Kenny, if you call that paying it forward or whatever, but he's doing unto another. That's what's been done to him. And I think it's great. I really do. Yeah. Like I said, if it was a COVID outbreak, you wouldn't see a wide receiver coach having to be the head coach in this situation like last year. There would actually be an assistant head coach that would take over. So I'm glad for that part of it too, you know, because it, well, I don't quite get that part of it, but well, you know, like last year when oh, they had the outbreak, yeah, you know, right. they didn't have a, gotcha. he didn't have an assistant head coach, he, so they had to go down the lines of find a coach to coach that Tampa Bay game. You know, there was not right. one guy yeah, ready to take over. Yeah, they wanted to keep their coordinators or whatever, as uh, and they had a quality control coach calling right. defensive signals. Right. So, like I said, uh, there's a nice little line going here. Um, that's pretty much for Campbell part. I thought the more interesting one was Holmes. Campbell's going to be Campbell. And football coaches at this point of the season can only say so much because they haven't been out there yet. But the guy who's making the soup, who's the cook, is Brad Holmes, the GM. <laughs> and I thought he said a few things. And me and you going to argue about this first one. Well, I know. Do you want to see what it is? You want to go with round one or you want to wait? No, I want to get this right out the way. The first thing he oh, said to on. me. Oh, here, we'll, so wait. Okay, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. Thank um, you. The Gala Day part, we talked about that. Um, he said, and he was. this is unsolicited comment, that in L.A. he even came back to this because I think the question had been asked and he moved on. He came back and said, wait a minute, I just want to say this one thing too. In L.A., we turned over the receiver room one year, the whole receiver room. So it's been done right. before. 
that, that to me came out immediately like, okay, we may be getting a whole new set of receivers besides Cephas. Well, he, what he said was we, that we flipped the room, I think is what he right, said. Right, he said he flipped the room. Not, they, yeah, they yeah. flipped the room. In one offense. Well, but you've got to have something to flip it with, and right now all they've got is Quintez Cephas because there's no way Danny Amendola's coming back that I can see. Uh, Marvin Jones Jr. seems to me headed for the West Coast, and he's close to that's where he lives, and I think he'd love to play with with Matthew Stafford with the Rams or maybe the maybe maybe the Los Angeles Chargers too. Either one I think would suit him, so I don't think we'll see him again. And who else do we have? If, if, if Galladay's not back, then it's that's it's what I said. You, turnover. Clear, but it can be done, is what the point he was making. Sure, and, that, it, right, and they right. didn't miss a beat that year. I think he said it was 2017. They did it, so they didn't miss a beat. They brought Cooper no, Cup and those guys yeah. in, and they they didn't miss a beat. So it can be done. But I don't think I, he was too worried I, about I, that. You know, I think there are so many capable receivers now coming out of college that I think you can do it. Now, it, it may not be perfect and all that, but but the one thing you don't have, you don't have leadership there. And you also, what you have is a new quarterback in town, too. But he'd be new to everybody else anyway, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, but uh, you know, like I said, it's a whole new staff. I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm saying it's a whole new you. staff and a whole new uh... – you know, a whole new thing. So you, you'll find leaders. I don't need to worry about that. Just get the talent-wise. Number two, I asked him the question about – I read a column last week about the 40-yard dash will be obsolete in a few years because now teams are doing everything with GPS on the field and they can get your true time on the field. And the Rams were one of the first ones to do it. So I wanted to ask him because he came from there and he was doing it. He – he alluded he, – he didn't really get into the GPS part. He mentioned it, but he did say, which I thought – and this is exactly the opposite of the tease taper pick. He said, look, you can ignore that 40 time if you want and go by what's on tape, but you can't really – you shouldn't really ignore it. He said you can add it into your, ro- in your, your routine on how you're going to make the pick, but he said ignoring it is wrong. And I thought that was a big statement because yeah, that, that was tease taper right off the thing. You ignored the, the 40 time. And just went by the tape, and the tape it, it, it didn't tell the truth. Right, the four six two we ran, and was that what it was? A four six two, four, four six, seven, whatever it was. Right. Four six something. I thought that disqualified. I remember, I remember Martin Mayhew actually played cornerback in the league before he became GM of the Lions. Wouldn't take a, would not take a quarter a cornerback under four five. That was that was the cutoff for him. Right, and uh, he had some pretty good cornerbacks here too. Yeah. I would think, but. Uh, he also said that the 40-yard dash, and look, that's that's a benchmark. It really is. I don't think they'll ever get rid of that. That goes back to Paul Brown, who first instituted it in the National National Football League, because that was the distance you had to run to cover a punt. That's what he. That's that, that's the reason he he started it to begin with. But he said it confirms. Use it to confirm. Right. And I agree with that. Yeah. I think that's I think that's a good way to put it. But he also, in that sole statement when he was talking to me, talked about analytics, and I, I can yeah. see. This is a different. This is a the way things are going, and I'm glad they got a guy who's at the forefront of this. Because, true enough, some of the old scouting techniques are good, but you got to add the analytics in. It's just, it's just the numbers don't lie, man. The facts, fa- facts are facts, and I'm glad he's incorporating everything into this. But I think a Quintez Cephas who ran a four seven something forty and still got drafted. I think there are exceptions. You just can't have too many of them. Right. And, and the exception for Quintez was 
he might have been a second round talent that went in the fifth and or sixth round, whatever it was, because fifth of round, yeah. because of his you know his times. But if you right. look at Cephas, he's a polished receiver. Like I said, he just doesn't have that long speed. But that throw in Chicago was that Chicago the Stafford throw down the field. Yep, he, he, he can get yards, he yeah. can get on the he can get past you now. He can get down the field on you. So. Like I said, you may get something out of that. Number three thing I heard, and this this goes back to Dan Campbell. Here's one thing he said: Don't be surprised if Kyle Pitts is on their board. I don't know if they're gonna take him, the tight end from Florida. But Dan Campbell's talking about tight ends now are basically big receivers. Yep. And don't take him off your board. Don't think they will not take him if he's the best player at that time and they don't move down or whatever. Keep him on your board because that kid's an athletic freak, and depending on how he tests out, he could be a big receiver. So. Well, that's what he referred to him as big skill. He yeah. said when he when he came into the league, the, when when they evaluated the first hour, you did was hit the bag and the sled and all that, and then after an hour, you might get you might see the ball. He says not like that anymore at all. He said it's a speed game. It's 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 uh, it's uh, athleticism and all that, and referred to it as big skill. I, I've seen you, the, I've what, seen the guy, man. He looks more like a receiver, even though he's a tight end. He he he's got the movement like a like a big Harold Carmichael. I mean, he's a big he's a big fluid guy, man. Yeah, I was just looking at some stuff on him. I'm starting to put together some stuff for our draft package for DetroitLions.com, and it's, it's he's an amazing amazing specimen. He really is. I don't even think he'll be well, there. So. Well, I don't think so either. But that kid from Pittsburgh, you know, last year was sort of like that too. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, yeah. So it's, right. it's, it's, let's look. You're looking for big guys and you're looking for fast guys. Claypool. If you're big and fast. Yeah, uh, Claypool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're looking for big guys and fast guys. And like I said, if they're big and fast, so so much the better. And if you can split him out wide, him and TJ Hawkinson on this field together, and you're running, you're going to be running a shorter pass and more run-oriented game now with those two tight. I mean, that's not a bad offense. That's not a no, bad offense. No, it's not. So we'll keep an no, eye on that. All right, let's get the 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 one thing home said. We got to get to it. I believe quarterback is on the market here. I, I when he when he said when you drafting that high, you got to take a, a impact player, and he liked the quarterbacks in this draft, and um, you don't know when you're going to draft this high, and you can't really pass up talent. I, to me, he was saying if there's a quarterback we like there, we're taking him. <laughs> You know, I just went through that again, and here's the way I read it, okay? This is the way I heard it. Mm-hmm. When you're drafting in the top ten, you cannot rule out any position. And the quarterback is part of any position, but is not the position. Now, he also said this is a really good class of of, of quarterbacks and what he likes about them. He said there's one guy who's got everything, and obviously he's talking about Trevor Lawrence, who's got the legs, he's got the arm, he's got, he can throw from the pocket, he can run. He said, but there's something, there's there's every flavor in there. And that's some guys you can run, some guys you can throw, and then there's some guys you can throw from the pocket. I'm sure that's probably Matt Jones of Alabama. I didn't quite take it the same way you did. I really didn't. Okay. Well, but I'm not saying I'm right either. Oh, I'm know. not saying that either. But it's out there, right? You're not saying I'm, I'm not right? saying you're right either. Of course not. I'm oh, not what saying a you're right either. But uh, it's, it's out there, and then we'll find out. But um, put it like this. I'd be surprised, Kenny. I really would. You know what? I've been so surprised with drafts over the years. You call out some of these names that were called, and I'm always surprised with the draft. So I'm, I'm so always surprised with the draft now, Mike, that I'm not surprised by anything. So 
I could to me it, it's a it's a crapshoot. It could go either way. They know what they they want to do, and they're gonna do it, and then they'll let you know when it's time. So I just take it as it is. I I look at the draft um, specificate the specs books and whatever, and I just take it as what it is, man. Because like I said, I've heard names come off that board for the Lions that I'm looking through books, and where the hell did they find this guy? So. Yeah, but you know, and also between between Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, they they sort of give it a, a hint of, of of where they're strong and where they need help. You know, I think it was Dan who said Dan Campbell who said, "Look, it's no secret. You can look at look at our roster. We don't have any wide receivers left. They need depth at cornerback." Uh, Brad Holmes said, "There's just a great group of safeties out in this draft that he's looking at. I think wide receivers a pretty deep group, as it is every year, though. That's that's uh, that's." It's just a question of how deep it is and how talented it is, but and, and the quarterback. So you know, there's a, a lot of things to consider there. Well, I got a question for you. Um, there's like three. There's a lot of receivers that are in this top group now. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of no defensive players except for Micah Parsons. And that's if some thing some labels have some, them lower than ten, some have them higher than ten. So he's the top only defensive player. He really even in that thing. Um, what if an offensive tackle is there? What if Penny Sewell is there? What if uh, Slater's there? Oh, the kid from uh, Northwestern Slater, or the from one from Oregon. What if those guys are the seven? I mean, and they're the big talent. They're the, they're the, the highest rated player at that time. Are you got a problem taking a a right tackle? Uh, no, I don't. I think that would that would just that would stitch together that unit from 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 Taylor Decker on the left side to uh, to the whichever one they draft on the right side and with an all-pro caliber center in the middle in Frank Ragnow. That's, and when they were good, solid, you know, good, solid uh, guard prospects, you know, young players there who can really, really play. That's, I think it's a, I think it's a strong, strong unit already that you could really just put one more anchor out there on the right side and, you know, what the quarterback could stand there and just wave to the crowd and throw the ball. Well, you got to, I'll tell you what, the number one goal of this season to me, if you're going to have um, Jared Goff out there, which they couldn't talk about today because it's not official yet. A few people are wondering why they didn't talk about it. Well, he talked about it. And it he, he said it he, one he, thing, he, but he wasn't supposed to say it. And then he said his name. He said, I can't talk about the player. Then he said his name. But uh, he said, well, but he also said everybody knows who we're talking about. Right. But so when you've got a veteran quarterback, it changes things. Right. My thing is rebuilding his confidence. If you want to have be. any success this year. And a lot of people don't want him to have success. I'm not a. I'm gonna tell you. I'm putting this out there right now. I'm not a rebuild guy. I'm, you win as much as possible because you don't want to set up losing habits. So if you guys are hoping for the number one pick next year and you hope they're gonna do like the basketball players do in tank seasons, I'm not for it. I ain't having. I don't think they're having that either. No, when I hear like you know that they don't expect to win, yeah, they do. That's what they do all this work for. They expect it. They expect it to work, and they're going to win. Right, right. Well, they're sometimes not, they're wrong. Right, they're you not know, trying to geez. tank a season. Nobody's doing that. Remember, they wanted Miami to tank last year or the year before, and they ended up with the fifth pick, and ended up with the quarterback that they everybody wanted to tank for for the number one pick too. So yeah. you never know how it works out. Um, another thing he said though that the safety class is real yes. deep. I picked that up too because I. I think you're looking for a safety somewhere, maybe not first or second round, but you are definitely looking for safeties for this team. Yeah, I would think so. I think Tracy Walker is still a, still a viable candidate to be one of your starting safeties. And after that, it's just guys, you know, and which which one you're going to get some of, you know, older, younger and all that, but just just guys. And, and 
maybe one of them will, like Will Harris might develop. I don't know. He certainly had his chances for two years here as the third round pick. I clean slate. Was it clean slate. Yeah. You're I, saying clean slate. All these guys. You know, I'm not a Will Harris fan, but I'm giving all these guys clean slate because the last regime is gone. The ones that are staying. Yeah. I, oh, so, oh yeah. Sure. Clean oh, yeah, slate. Sure. So, because Will Harris had a lot of promise coming into the league, and I don't know where it, it disappeared between draft day and training camp, but I think it's that maybe, kind of played out of control a little bit too much. You know, bad penalties. Yeah, and, but I, I, I just said I'm chalking it up to a bad coaching staff. I'm sorry. I'm just I'm chalking everything up the last three years. The that's gone now. And Jared Davis is another one. I'm chalking that because Jared Davis was trending up the first couple of years with with Caldwell. So, I thought he was too. I, I would agree with that, Kenny. And I thought that at, at a certain, at a certain, he had a certain fit on that defense, you know, because he was he could run and he could hit, and and some of that just yeah, you could see that at, at times. But it just this last year, partly because of an injury two years ago, and then last year, you know, just never, never got never got untracked. No. Never got on track. Actually, no. never found a never. I could never tell you what he was. Over the years, was no, it, except you know, you know by the end of the second year when he started getting sacks and beating guys on blitzes and all that, and get to the quarterback, I thought, okay, they've got something here. Then he got hurt to set his third year, and he was never the same player after that. Yeah, and like I said, I, I've given over. If he comes back, I give him a pass too, because I just think that let's see what a different coaching staff and the way they coach these players. I'm trying to figure: was there one player in the um, Patricia era that got better? One player who got better? Yeah, on defense. Maybe a quora, oh, but even a quora. I'd say Romeo did. Yeah, I'd say I'd say he, so. But I'd he was up and down. He had a bad second year, good first year, and a real good but last he had two, year. Two, but he had a good first year and a good third year. Right. No, I'd say I say, right. I say he was a. I, I'd say he's an ascending player. And beyond the ten sacks, too, there are some other things in there of. Pressures and, and right. he's in the top five in a but lot I of can't, categories. Can't say another player, man, that got better. Hand got worse, who I thought was going to become a better player. Tracy Walker got worse, who I thought was going to become a better player. Uh, Warrior, maybe you want to say him, but that went from not starting at all to being average. Well, so I, don't I think, think I think Omani was is going to be a good player. Yeah, I'm for just him. talking about he went from not playing a lot the first year to average. So, but. His interceptions went down last year. He didn't get as many as the first year. He had two the first year, well, even though they really didn't have any interceptions last year. Right. That's they, what I'm saying. They I'm, had 14, 14 interceptions the last two years right. combined. Seven and he and had seven. he had what three of them? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. He had three of them. So, like I said, I'm just trying to see any players that really got better under Patricia and the defensive mastermind. And I don't. I can't call one. I just can't call one. So maybe no, that that's was, just that's, that's, that's that. Yeah. That's. That's interesting that a defensive-minded head coach saw that unit just just deteriorate steadily right. and steadily and steadily right. till it really, you know, just groceries keep fell out of the bottom of the bag. Right, and usually when a defensive team deteriorates on a defensive coach, that means they just don't like the coach. Because you know, usually even on emotion, defensive coaches get you know they become head coach, get the defense to play hard and play. You yeah. know, that, it just never happened for him, man. I just don't think they like the guy, man. I just think that's the well, way. I didn't like him personally. I just didn't like the way they. Well, that's what like I mean. Like just, him on the field. Yeah. yeah. So. Right. No, I'd agree with that. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, anything else to say before we wrap up this week? Uh, your prediction. Give me a Gallaudet prediction. Will he be franchised, moved, or will he sign a long term? 
in the next week? Well, I don't think he'll sign a long term because guys aren't going for that right now. Um, of course, he's a little bit older too. He's what twenty seven years old, right? Something like that. A little bit older. Uh, I don't think. I think guys are going for shorter term contracts because they want to get a third contract when, you know, when the t- new TV money comes in and the money from the gambling sites comes in. I mean, there's a lot of cash that's going to start hitting the uh, hitting the National F- uh, Football League golfers. And so I think your guts are going to see guys getting getting shorter contracts. Mm-hmm. I think if by this time next week, I think we'll have uh, next Tuesday we'll have some clarity on on Kenny Galladay, and I I'm predicting that he'll remain a Detroit Lion right. one way or another in twenty in, in 2021. All right, I'm predicting he'll be probably tagged and moved, and the Lions will get back tagged a, and moved. He'll give he'll be he'll get back a second or a third round for him, depending on the team. If he goes to the Ravens, I think you get a second round back for him. That's that's my prediction. That's what I think is gonna happen. Um, I think they're just gonna move on and you know change. When he said the whole room changed over, and he came back to that, I'm taking that as that's just me. I took that as okay. We're going to flip this whole room. Well, I didn't take it that he's predicting it, but I, I took it as he's not not afraid that it could happen. Right. I've seen it happen before, and they kept winning. All right, so we got that covered. They kept um, winning. Yeah. Yep, and um, we'll talk about the draft later on as it gets closer. Um, there'll be a one surprise cut made. I, I'm just letting you know. One surprise Between? cut. You know, everybody Between knows the ones that they think about next week. There'll be one surprise in this group. Everybody knows the true fonts and the coma. Those aren't surprises. I'm talking about there'll be a surprise cut. That's my prediction. Well, I hope it's not us. <laughs> well, it could be. Could be. Uh, so we have that. And then um, everything else we, we can save to later. Um, Russell Wilson be, will be traded. And Zach Prescott will not sign a long-term deal, and he might get dealt. Those are two of my other predictions. Okay, of these three quarterbacks, okay, uh, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Russell Wilson, rank them one, two, three. Which one you'd like? Who would you take first? Who would you take second? Who you'd take third? Um, I'm going Watson, Wilson. No, you know what? Wilson, Watson, and Prescott. I agree with you entirely because you said Watson. Look, he was four and twelve. Right, exactly. Wilson's exactly. never been four and twelve. Never. What four and twelve with a good year? Hey, how do you right? Yeah, four win. and twelve with a good year, he couldn't win. Yeah, you're exactly right. That's why I said it. When I heard it, looked at his stats, and I, he only had what four interceptions all year, and they only won four games. I was like, okay, no, nah, no, nah, something's wrong. Yeah. Some a good a quarterback with that type of year. That's a that's an almost an eight win season on a on a bad team. If you got that right. kind of stat. So you're right. I'm, I'm, and plus, I can't get over that playoff game. I cannot get over that playoff game where they had Kansas City. What was it? Twenty-four to nothing. Twenty-four. You got to milk that. I'm sorry. If you want to be big time, forty million dollar quarterback a year, you got to win that game. I don't care if the defense was a sieve. He went into warm moon territory on me there. Yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> that's right. So I, I covered that. That's one. right. So yeah. good luck, whoever gets Watson. And and he will be dealt. All you people think that they're going to hold out and make him stay. And I heard that the, the commissioner in the league want to try to make Houston not get rid of him because it will set a bad example. They don't want to turn into the NBA. They got to deal him. It, it just got to deal him. It's just a matter of when you want to do it. But you got to do it. Well, the other side of it is the National Football League Players Association. The union says, get out there and get as much money as you can, okay? Sure. 
don't start setting a precedent for giving money back. Exactly. All right, Michael, man, we'll talk next week. Uh, hopefully, after everything shakes out, and we'll talk more Lions football with you. Uh, check Michael here out on DetroitLions.com where he's doing some good work over there as he prepares for the NBA, I mean, NFL draft, and there's no combine this week, so you got a lot of time on your hands. Yeah, we, none of us made it to St. Elmo's this yeah, week. Yeah, so you get your disappointed. little, uh, to get your little uh, shrimp cocktail, the famous shrimp cocktail. I told Tim, Tim 20 minutes about that, so. Oh, and the horseradish. Yeah, and the horseradish, horse oh, right. Yeah, okay. All right, maybe they can ship it up here for you guys. My nostrils are running. <laughs> All right, that's it for this week. See you next week.